CBS Radio's The New Sky. WOMC HD3 Detroit. WKHQ HD3 Seattle. WBMX HD3 Boston. Psychic Radio is now CBS Radio's The Sky. Back to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. Call now. 248-545-SOL. NewSkyRadio.com. Believe. What's the significance of the number 41? How powerful can someone become here after they translate to their next life there? Is there any limit to the power of love? Hey, and welcome to the 189th edition of Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. I'm Ben, and opening the show today was my co-host and partner in the paranormal, my dad. And our guest today should be able to shed some light on those questions because he and his family have had have the greatest father-slash-son-after-life connection case that we've ever seen. Thank you, Ben. You're welcome. Uh, now, there's quite a remarkable photograph related to today's show, and it's on the Talking Points page at BehindTheParanormal.com. And from the main page, uh, look for the Talking Points link on the right and click that. The picture is the first one down on the page, and we will talk about it as we go. Now to our guest. Dave Kane has been a well-known New England talk show host for many years and is, and is the father of Nikki O'Neill, youngest victim of the February 2003 nightclub fire in Rhode Island, which claimed the lives of 100 people. The unmistakable ongoing contact between Nikki and not, and not just Dave, but the whole family and friends, including me, based on the number 41, formed the basis of Dave's book, 41 Signs of Hope, which the Boston Phoenix called, quote, a miraculous little book, unquote. And now there's 41 the movie, and Dave will tell us about that, too. All right. Dave Kane, welcome back to Behind the Paranormal. Oh, thanks very much. I, I, I'm disappointed I wasn't on the 141st show, but I won't, <laughs> I won't bring that up now. Well, we'll have you on the 410th show or something like that. <laughs> 941st show. Or something like that. Okay. All right, so Dave. It's been a long time since you were on here with us last, back when we were we were still on Achieve. I yeah, know. I think so. Yeah, when we were back yeah. on Achieve, when we were still on Achieve, right? well, we still are, but anyway. <laughs> so can you give us a summary of Nikki's story? Well, yeah, I guess uh, the easiest way to explain it, uh, as you guys have already started, is with the number 41. As, as you mentioned, Nikki, uh, my son, is a writer, a composer, a singer, an actor, a comedian, uh, a playwright, a year before he passed, he wrote the play, They Walk Among Us. The play is about teenagers who die and come back as angels. Um, very prophetic, we found out. And before Nikki passed, of course, he was with me, and, and it was always talking about the number 41 with like, so many people, our family. He, he, he'd get in a car with me and say, Dad, look, it's 241. Or he'd see a license plate. Dad, look, 4141. And we didn't know what it was about. His oldest brother, Chris, tried to figure it out with him, and we, we just didn't know why the 41. Well, when Nikki passed, he was 18 and 23 days, 41. The nightclub that Nikki passed in, the station nightclub, is at latitude 41.41. The fire call box of the station is 4414. And on the cover of the book, 41 Signs of Hope, is a sketch of Nikki, from a videotape we found a year after he passed, and in the videotape, his mom is holding him. He's about four months old, and he has a baseball uniform on, and the number on the cap is 41. And then, 
uh, if that weren't enough, we started to get so many signs, not all around the number 41. There have been feathers and music and money and pictures and, and coincidences that are completely unexplainable. And and we realized that this was, you know, not a coincidence, that this something very, very significant was happening here. And as, as these incidences piled up, I decided that I would write the book. I contacted you, you Paul uh, you know, who, uh, of course, has had New River Press at the time. And uh, Paul uh, graciously uh, agreed to publish the book. And the rest, as they say, is 41 history. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, there is one before. Ben's got another question. But, I, you know, I hate to, to bring you back to that terrible night, but there, uh, the, then the days that followed, uh, because you were very uncertain. You had no idea what really had happened to Nick. And... Um, but but I, I never cease to be moved and amazed by that cell phone story. Well, yeah, what happened was, uh, of course, uh, I had been, as you know, Paul and Ben, I had been in the media since I was a kid myself, uh, radio and television and, and, and print, et cetera. And, and so when this happened, uh, there was a lot of talk about Nick, and, and I get kept getting calls from people in the media, people that I knew and had worked with asking for the story, et cetera. So I ended up answering all the phones, uh, the house phone, uh, my wife's cell phone, uh, my cell phone. Uh, and and on and the, the, the fire was on a Thursday, and we heard nothing from anyone after the fire, no official word. We weren't contacted. We didn't know where, Nikki's, uh, where Nikki was. We weren't even sure that Nikki was, had passed. We, we presumed he had. We had gone to that night. We had traveled to hospitals back and forth trying to find him. Uh, and, but we really actually had not been informed of his official officially. Then on Monday, now the fire was on a Thursday. On Monday, four days later, my wife's phone rang, and I looked at it, and it said Nikki. It was Nikki's line calling. Of course, I grabbed the phone immediately and, and, and answered it, and there was nothing there. So I called the company that we had, AT&T, and I, I got a hold of a supervisor and explained the situation. And they were kind enough to to trace the call. The uh, cell phone, Nikki's cell phone, had gone on at 10 minutes of 12 that afternoon, and gone off and gone on again about 20 minutes of three, which is when uh, when we got the call. It was probably around 2:41 actually, but we're not sure. And 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 uh, so I thought, well, you know, maybe the the rescue workers had found it and they were messing with it, etc. Two days later, and that night, I'm sorry, Paul, that night we were contacted officially that it had Nikki's remains, and, and I was informed and, and, um, about his passing officially. And uh, two days later, um, the, the, uh, at the funeral home, the funeral director gave me the only thing that we had gotten back from Nick's possessions was his cell phone. But the cell phone did not work. It was had been waterlogged in the fire and didn't function. So it couldn't possibly have been uh, rescue workers. It couldn't have been first responders. It couldn't have been anybody. It could only have been Nikki letting us know that the ordeal was over and that that night we would be informed as to where everything was and and be able to, to start the process. I know we 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 have filled uh, two hour shows just just with the stories of these contacts. Uh, what, one of the things that um, 
I noticed because the, the the film forty one has has come out. I know Ben's got it. Oh, Ben, why don't you ask your question first? Because I'm going to get going here. You're not yeah, gonna... you usually do that. <laughs> so when it comes to messages from Nikki, what's been happening since you were last on? Oh, we could do another two hours. Um, I mean, we our our signs from Nick are are many uh, and varied. Not only for us, as you said, Paul, or our family. Friends, I have strangers contacting us. We have Nikki goes to strangers who then come to us. Uh, it's been astounding. There are two very, uh, well, actually, there are two, three stories I'd like to tell you. The most recent one that I think people will will be most impressed with, uh, and the easiest, you know, you know, these these stories, as you know, guys get a little bit convoluted. They go back and forth, and sometimes they're hard to stay with. But this one, I think, is clear. Um, the one thing that uh, Joanne, Nikki's mom, worried about most was that Nikki passed in, in the fire via the flames, that he had suffered the flames. And, to, and we had gone to every medium imaginable, Paul, as you know. We have, we've checked out everybody, and we have visited mediums, uh, and the list goes on. And every time we asked about Nikki's suffering, the response we got was, no pain, no pain. That was the phrase we got, no pain. When we asked, we heard no pain. When we didn't ask, it would be offered by by anybody, by someone, no pain. So this went on, and, and, and my wife would be okay, and then she would go back into this concern again. A couple of years ago, we were uh, tagging a Christmas tree, something Nikki loved to do. And Joanne was in that mode again, worrying that Nikki had suffered. And uh, being the kind, gentle husband that I am, Paul, I was screaming at her um, and and trying to say to her, when, when are you going to get this? This kid has told you no pain, no pain, no pain. And we get in the car, and my wife is driving, and I'm saying, you're driving him crazy. He's upset that you're upset and worry about him. He's tried to tell you every time, no pain, no pain. What do you want him to do, put it in writing? And as soon as I said that... <laughs> A car coming from the other direction had the vanity plate, no pain. <laughs> That's precious. Now, we have, I have a picture of that in my presentation now. I do a live presentation of 41, and I have a picture. I had the vanity plate chased down. It is, it is owned by an anesthesiologist in Lincoln, Rhode Island. Really? Yeah. Who was coming the other way as we were going up Brigneck Hill Road. Mm-hmm. And and right at that moment, now now this this is a this you could do three shows on this alone. How does something like this happen? Yeah. How does it happen? If it isn't a, a you know a, if it isn't a contrived sign, if it isn't manipulated, how does it happen? How can it possibly be? Yeah. And this is a really good one because it's something that people can relate to mm-hmm. very strongly. Well, I think people too have to understand life in Rhode Island. Uh, Rhode Island is only 37 miles wide and 48 miles long, something like that. And people who live in other – America, we have a lot of listeners in other countries, but Americans and Australians realize what size really means, and Canadians too. You know, Our countries are absolutely enormous, but Rhode Island is really tiny. Everybody knows everybody else. Th- th- this tragedy, this fire affected all of us. You know, And it, Rhode Island is the kind of place where w- w- we all know – Everybody in the state knew someone who lost someone or who was injured or, or who, you know, it's just, it, it's, it's difficult to describe the intimacy 
of life in a place like this with all its problems. We have all the problems of, 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 a, of, a, of a, a bit large town, I guess. And this fire affected me. Uh, and uh, Jackie, my wife, Ben's mom, who, who knew people in the fire. But w- when Nikki started interacting with me after I got to know you, Dave, it, it was an incredible experience. I'm coming up on a break here. But I'll, I'll, let, I'll let you finish what you were saying. But I want to I say what uh, happened to me, too. Uh, just briefly, uh, we, the, our family was uh, in the publishing business. I've been, at, like Dave, I've been involved in the media for, for well, gee, Probably not as long as he is, but 30 years anyway. Newspapers, uh, magazines, mostly print. And the family had a, a dubious uh, excursion into book publishing. And uh, we were honored to be able to publish, however, uh, 41 Signs of Hope. And it was not a huge book, but it was full of amazing things. One of the things that happened to me was that I, I would feel someone here, when I was working on that book, it was a warm presence, a feeling of love and concern, and wouldn't you know, among the other things that happened, I, I called you and Joanne that night, and I said, after the editing was done, I said, this book has come out, you're not going to believe this, to 41 chapters, you know, and that was not planned in any way, shape, or form, and, and it just, it, it, I don't know whether you've added to it now or whatever, but 41 chapters, I couldn't believe it. Anyway, we're coming up on a break here, and I'll be right back on Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno on CBS New Sky Radio, NewSkyRadio.com, with Dave Kane, our marvelous guest. Stay with us. Join Kimmy Rose on interviews, Thursday nights from 9 to 11 p.m. Together as a community, we will embrace the challenges in life and find a way to experience heaven on earth. Spiritual teachers and Kimmy will bring you insight on how to change your life and embrace purpose. Interviews, this Thursday night starting at 9. It's all about what's within you. How the hell do we wind up like this? Why weren't we able to see the signs that we missed?
CBS Radio's The Sky. Back to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. Call now. 248 545 Soul. New SkyRadio.com. And welcome back. And we're speaking today with author and broadcaster Dave Kane, who was our, not only our good friend, has been on the show several times, although way back. So we're, uh, I'm sure, enlightening some new listeners on the amazing events having to do with uh, the communication ongoing with his son, Nikki, who was the youngest victim of the station nightclub fire in Rhode Island in 2003. And we're going through some of the amazing uh, things, that, ways that Nikki communicates through the number 41. And, and because we could go on for hours about these things. These things have happened to many of Dave's friends, including uh, me, and and others and you just you might say well you just you notice the number if you're looking for it but no this is way beyond statistical um, uh, probabilities here I think so so Dave um, before we get into the movie uh, forty one would you uh, you want to recount a few things that are in the book which has just been republished and you can fill people um, in on that as well yeah no, the the book's been republished uh, and uh, and and uh, it, I did add one of the uh, the story I just told the no pain story is in there now oh good okay. So see the, the picture um, we have a whole bunch of things I, we have EVPs I'm sure you guys talk, talk about EVPs yeah like electronic way, the, phenomena yeah. yeah one of the things that I, I have learned after going through this with Nick is that the paranormal should be really called the very normal that's right because, because there is nothing unusual about this and the more you see it the more it happens to you you realize how it can't be anything else but real um, when we go to mediums, we talk about mediums. Uh, Joanne um, and uh, sees mediums quite a bit. Maureen Hancock, a great medium in West in West Bridgewater. Um, West Bridgewater, Massachusetts. And this is and this is in. By the way, this is in the movie Forty One. When Joanne visited her, um, she said to her. Does Nikki ever call to you? She said, well, I think he does. I think she did. ever hear Nikki call you? She said, well, I think I do. She said, well, this time Nikki will, will call you and there'll be no mistaking it. And on the tape, as she says that, she didn't hear it in the room, of course, but on the tape after when she said it, right where she says that, you hear a little boy's voice say, Mommy. Mommy? Like that. Now, the American Association of EVPs, uh, heard that story and they wrote us they asked if they could write us joanne excuse me actually they asked us to write a note a story about it and joanne wrote a story for them for their newsletter and after it appeared i got a call from a woman in southern california now we live in rhode island she's in southern california she said your son has been sending me evps now paul we were just talking about you know this opens a lot of conversation with a lot of people i don't know this woman and i'm thinking to myself Oh, please, come on. You know, she's in Southern California. Nikki's going to her to send the EVPs. Who is this woman? 
So I'm not somebody that just jumps right at everything. As you know, Paul, I have to have it shown to me. Mm-hmm. So I, I invited her to send it to me. She sent me a couple of EBTs, and as you hear them, well, they were like, for me, they were like, the first two were like, you know, when, when they show you the picture of all the dots on a paper and you're supposed to see the submarine? <laughs> yes. I can, never see the, I can never see the foolish thing. Well, she sent me a couple of EVPs that she, where she said Nikki's voice was, and I couldn't really hear it. Then on a Sunday morning, I will never forget it, I got up early one Sunday morning, went to my computer, and I had an, an email from her. She said, please tell me if this is your son. And on the EVP is absolutely Nicholas's voice. It is absolutely Nikki's voice saying, Mom and Dad, this is Nick. It is clear to us. We've played it for everybody who would know his voice. It is unbelievable. I mean, I was sobbing, sobbing that morning. And I couldn't wait for my wife to wake up. I didn't go wake her up because I wanted her to be awake enough to hear this. But it was unbelievable. So there's another example of how this has just gone everywhere. Mm-hmm. Th- maybe that, that brings up a topic, and I don't know, Ben might have two cents to put in here on this. The notion of um, mediums and uh, psychics, and we very often will receive questions, because I wrote somewhere, I think I wrote in Turning Home or, or on one of my websites, that uh, there are a handful whom I trust, and you've named some of them tonight, and people will say, "Oh, would you, can you? Who are these three? You know, can you recommend?" And I say, "No, I'm not going to recommend." And that's not because I don't think these people are legitimate. It's because I think people should be able to. You, well, you, you and I have had a lot of conversations about this. We don't always yeah, agree yeah, on it, yeah, but I right. think that people should be able to do it themselves. I, I, I kind of laughingly say I'm sort of a paranormal socialist. I think people should be able to do these things themselves. And, of course, you can come back and legitimately and say, well, you know, maybe you don't know how to do it or I don't know how to interpret it or whatever. But um, there's so much um, fraudulent stuff going on out there in this field today. There was well, no... there is, but and there are also people who are just not very good at it, too. No, you know, that's true, yeah. Legitimate who, uh, who want to do it, who have some bit, some bit of, a, of a talent. Mm-hmm. Um, but they just either haven't developed it enough yet or, you know, and the other thing is, I think, with me, there are some mediums, for instance, with Nikki, there are some mediums who absolutely channel him, who, I mean, almost, I mean, they are absolutely on the money with Nick mm-hmm. all the time. There are other mediums who don't seem to be able to hook up with them, but that doesn't mean they're not good or they don't, they don't connect with other members of other families. Yeah, oh, yeah. You know. Well, this gets into so, question. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Oh, no, this gets into questions that, you know, you and I have discussed many times before. You know, we've known each other for years now. And the questions, the practical questions um, that we always raise on this show, okay, well, in the case of Nikki, all right, where is he? All right, how do you you get EVPs if you don't have any vocal cords? All right, and, you know, our point of view, we think he does because, you know, we don't believe in the death of the body either. You know, well, another uh, thing that happened, Paul, another thing that happened, that's true, but another thing that happened with these EVPs, one of the, the EVPs this woman sent me after we got the big Nikki one, or maybe before, there is an EVP, and in the voice, in, in this EVP, it's unbelievable, you hear a woman's voice clearly saying, Nick O'Neill, as if, as if, I imagined a microphone in the middle of a room someplace, 
and everybody's sitting around, and it was like Nikki's turn to step up and speak. Mm-hmm. That was the image I got in my head when I heard this. Somebody calling him to a, a microphone or to a transmitter of some kind. Well, I remember you talking about you know, the image of him like teaching in a classroom. Yes. You know, and you know, and, and if a lot of people would, say, a lot of people in this field, and we get emails from these people all the time. Uh, mean well, but they judge very quickly. They say, "Oh, that sounds stupid," or, "or, um, or this, that, and the other thing." You know, you need to put a great deal of thought and concentration into considering these things because you need to look at the big picture. Uh, I, I think I told you one time that I went to um, a, a funeral uh, mass at a, at a Catholic church, and the priest was going on about how the deceased was. Um, you know, in a place now where she could eat all the snacks she wanted without getting fat or no greens fees at the golf course. And I was, I was, what kind of stupid nonsense? But then, then I caught myself and I said, hey, from the point of view that we take, which is the multiverse idea that people are alive in all these different worlds and all these things are going on, the woman probably was playing golf free and uh, being able not to get fat. <laughs> you know, in some, because should such a world not exist, we would not be able to conceive of it. So there's no reason whatsoever why Nikki is not in a classroom, you know, and being the kind of person that he was. And I want to get into the movie now because this is um, uh, something that really struck me when I was watching the movie, <coughs> that he was a person and is a person who is of extremely uh, aware, a, a large soul, uh, you know, someone who just had incredible power of awareness of the big picture. And where he fits in all this, and so I can see him in a position of leadership, where he has. And you know, we often talk about you know the, the word "dying" or "passing." As you know, the language is not good enough. I've started to use the word "translate." Uh, you could say he has translated to yes. you know his consciousness has translated to where he already was and is. In a, if you want to say higher awareness, uh, more aware world, and the, and his love has punched through and is helping all kinds of different people. That's the way I look at it. Well, that's one of the questions I get when I do my talk, 41 Signs of Hope, when I do the presentation. One of the questions I get is, why do you get so much from Nikki and I haven't gotten anything from anybody? First of all, I think right. everybody gets something. They're just many times just not aware of it or they yeah, write it off to coincidence. Yeah. I think many people get much more than they realize. But I also think this is Nikki's job. I think his job is to have these things happen, to give them to our friends, our neighbor our neighbors, our relatives, our, our and then and total strangers. He goes to total strangers and brings them to us. And then my job, I believe now, is to take my experience as a broadcaster, as a performer, as a speaker, as an author to tell this story. All of the years, Paul, that I did broadcast, all of the years I did talk radio and worked on television, and stage, I thought I was being such a hot sketch. You know, I was so impressed with myself. Oh, I thought you were. Never, ne- never <laughs> did I realize, right, never did I realize that I was merely being trained for this moment right now. Wow, that is so well put. Well, you know, Ben and I talk about this all the time. Something... Is happening, and I'm skeptical and academic, and Ben is far less so, so he gets farther than I do. But you know, you, you hear stuff from Nikki and about Nikki, and I think that, that that's that's an important part of a bigger picture. But Ben, do you have any comment on this? Because you usually what? have good thoughts on these subjects. 
I don't know. Just stop trying to analyze it. Well, no, well, there you go. Cause, cause, that's my yeah, well, that's another thing. That's good, Ben, because, you know, one of the things I realize is what I don't know about this would fill volumes. Yeah. And, well, you do. You just don't people, know it yet. What? You do know it, but you don't at the same time. So you just need to wait until you know what it is, but you already know what it is, so don't worry about it. Well, the ability to open yourself and to really accept it, to really accept the possibility, to really accept the reality of it, we have so many stories that I could tell, and I worry sometimes that they don't translate on the air because there's so much to tell. But you just cannot look at this and say, it's coincidence. Yeah. It happens. There's got to be more to this, because if it isn't, I'd be nuts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You'd be crazy if it wasn't, because you have to be imagining it. Yeah. But I have hard evidence. I have hard proof. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, yeah, what... an audio tape, etc. That's it. Uh, just we're coming down to another break here, but I wanted to again mention the picture. If people uh, have access to a computer, to go on behindtheparanormal.com and look for the talking points page, and right up on the top of that are the talking points for this show, and it's it's primarily a picture of uh, Joanne, uh, Dave's wife, uh, and and Nikki's mother, who uh, is in a hotel room, and this is the one with the outline in the back of it, Dave. Yep. Yeah, you can see Nikki, what we know to be Nikki, standing behind her. It is. is it's a. It's a figure with a sweater on. You can see the the uh, the, the, the what's the word I'm looking for the the uh, like a turtle fabric. Yeah, the fabric of the sweater. You can see the black pants running down next to Joanne's leg because you can see a shadow from Joanne's sweater on the on the uh, on the uh, bed. Mm-hmm. But you can see the black pants. So there is a figure standing behind Joanne that was not we could not see in the room when the picture was taken. And it, it the, the figure is the size and height of Nikki. Now, where was that? Where was the motel? It was up in New Hampshire. It was up in New Hampshire, yep. Okay. Uh, Mill Falls in, yep. All right. Um, okay. I'm getting uh, conflicting signals from the studio here, but uh, we're going to wrap for a break. So we'll be right back on Behind the Paranormal with... Paul and Ben Eno on CBS New Sky Radio, NewSkyRadio.com. And we'll be t- continuing our talk with Dave Kay. We'll talk about 41 the movie. Stay with us. Enlighten, empower, enrich. This is CBS Radio's The New Sky. New Horizons, no boundaries. Hello, baby, hello. Haven't seen your face for a while. Have you quit doing time for me? Are you still the same spoiled child? Hello, I said hello. Is this the only place you thought to go? Am I the only man you ever had? Or am I just the last surviving friend?
let your feelings flow You're not lucky knowing me Keeping the speed real slow In any case, I'm setting my own pace By stealing the show Say hello is now CBS Radio's The Sky. Back to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. Call now. 248-545-SOL. New SkyRadio.com. Believe. And welcome back. And we're speaking today with Dave Kane, author and broadcaster from New England here. And we're talking about 41 Signs of Hope based on the communication from his son, Nick, uh, on the number four, uh, based on the number 41. And Nick, of course, unfortunately being the uh, youngest victim of the Rhode Island nightclub fire of 2003. And I've just been informed by the studio that apparently our Talking Points page does not have that photograph on it. It was uploaded yesterday, but some, for some reason something happened. We'll see to that after the show. So if we can just hold on, we'll uh, check that photograph that apparently shows Nick behind uh, his mother in a in a photograph that's quite uh, quite striking. So, Dave, let's it's talk two about... And a half years, two and a half years after he passed. Okay. Well, so tell us about... You uh, call this, huh? I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I said you should call this show Behind Computer Sciences. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Behind most of the time, yeah. Well, Dave, tell us about uh, 41, the movie. Well, what happened was, uh, and it's a very long story, but the short version is that um, we have met a lot of people uh, via Nikki and via this incident, people have come out of the woodwork. You know, our friend John Land yeah. has taken Nikki's play now and has, has written a feature-length multi-picture. And he's a novelist. Right? Yes, yes, he's yeah. a very well-known uh, uh, mystery writer, uh, thriller writer, excuse me. And uh, and then you have uh, Christian De Resendez, who's a local guy who is a photographer, a videographer, and he and Nikki's brother Chris got together and they decided to do a documentary called 41, all about this stuff. And um, actually, Christian de Resendez uh, was convinced. He had been thinking about it and thinking about it and couldn't make up his mind. He was hemming and hawing about it. And then he came out of his house one day, and his mother was putting a roof on her house next door, and somebody had put a giant, um, a, a giant uh, what do you call those things, dumpster in her, her driveway, and it, on the side of the jump dumpster was the giant number 41 <laughs> and he decided okay that's it i'm doing the picture 
Yeah. So 41 is available. You can see the trailer at 41themovie.com. And you'll see the trailer. You can even purchase the DVD if you'd like. It's it's won awards. It won Best Soundtrack. It's won uh, some other uh, awards uh, for this documentary in which you will see Nikki. Now, the interesting, one of the interesting parts of this documentary is that Chris, Nikki's oldest brother, was obsessed with videotaping Nikki all through his life, and he didn't know why. He just constantly videotaped Nikki everywhere, on stage, in the house, in the car, on trips, in the backyard, everywhere. And those now we know why, because when the, when the 41 came to be put together, Chris said now he knows why he was supposed to do this, yep. because you see Nikki from the time he is very little to moments before he passes in the fire. We have the footage from the fire itself. And you can see Nikki literally moments before he passes. Mm -hmm. One thing about that film, and now Ben, you saw? Did you see much of the movie, or you were out, you were out in the lobby with John? Oh yeah, no, I, I watched. I watched. I watched like about two thirds of it. Okay, it. Uh, see if you agree with me on this. I found that film a very intimate experience. I felt like I was there and knew Nikki, kind of. You know. Yeah. And, yeah, I felt the same way. Yeah. And it was, um, and every time we talk about him, I feel like we're kind of sitting around the fire in in, in a nice room and, and, and just sharing our, our intimate experiences. And behind it all is is this amazing love. And I'm not even related to you people, so I mean, that's just what well, I feel. he certainly is. He certainly is all about love, and that's another thing to point out. You know, we talk about the paranormal, we talk about mediums, and we talk about psychics, and we talk about the hereafter. And so many people are misinformed to believe that this is part of the occult or fearful that it is from the devil or it is anti-religious, etc., etc. Nicky was one of the most spiritual young men you will ever meet. Doesn't mean he was a goody two-shoes. He was a buster, and he was, he was a very funny kid. But he was spiritual and loving. This movie, this play that he wrote, They Walk Among Us, as I said, it was about teenagers who die and come back as angels. On some level, Nikki knew that he was going to pass. All of these signs are signs from a loving young man who want us not to be afraid of our own passing, of our own translating, of our own dying. He wants us to know on a spiritual level that we're going to be fine. On a religious level, I feel that he's saying to me, Dad, Jesus' promise of eternal life is no bull. It's real, and I'm living it now. Look, it's 41 it's degrees fine. outside. It's 41 degrees outside. <laughs> See that? <laughs> Thank you, Nick. Thank you, Nick. It's almost 741 here, too. Yeah, so, 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 So I want people to know that there is nothing to fear here. One of the lines in Nikki's play, um, where there are three angels, and, and at the end of the play, near the end, Grace, the angel... Um, which is played by Nikki's real-life girlfriend, Gabby, in the play, says to Adam Tyler that in the end everything, and I do mean everything, is going to be just fine. And she tells him, do not fear to hope. Uh, that's the line and the, the, the phrase we put on Nikki's tombstone, do not fear to hope. And well, that's, that, that's, that's it right there. And I think certainly uh, to, to sum up any, you know, a lot of people, we always talk about the mediums and the psychics, as I say. But I think the bottom line, as I said in one of our early shows, is is that love there? Because they're, they're, that's the bottom line. I mean, 
uh, people worry about uh, you know the, the the dangers of the paranormal, and there are plenty of them. I, I've been injured by them. I've seen them. But if that love is there, that is what you look for to, to make things legitimate. I mean, if you feel that warmth, that even us who are just friends of yours after, you know, the fact, uh, you know, after after Nikki's translation, as we say, uh, then th- th- that's that's it. Th- that's just the one word you need. And as Ben says, don't analyze it. And as we often say, don't, yeah, don't analyze. Just, just, take just have it the experience. And open your heart. Open your mind. Open, I mean, one of the things, because we can't, because we can't explain it, it can't exist, is one of the most ignorant things I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. Because oh, yes. you don't understand it, it can't be. Is ridiculous. There are so I can't explain quantum physics. I can't even explain how my television works. <laughs> but I know it exists. Mm-hmm. I know it's there. I know when I press the button, it comes on. Yep. Now I don't know. I couldn't repair it, but it exists. It is. You cannot deny it being real. Mm-hmm. And I think, Paul, that one of the biggest problems with people who have a trouble with this is not because they are skeptical so much. It is because they want desperately for it to be real oh, yeah. they are that's, that's very that incisive yep they you know it's like i call it the santa syndrome mm-hmm. you know we we are all afraid that it's not real yeah and we don't want to invest in it because we don't want to be done in again you know whatever we have you on again it's been a long time but we we get some emails from people who tell us their own stories and yeah. You know, it, throughout all these things, it, as terrible as some of the aspects of this can be, you have to keep your sense of humor. And I think it's one of Nikki's messages. You know. Oh, absolutely. You know. Well, uh, absolutely. Nikki did it to me all the time. He still does it to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll tell you two quick stories. One was my wipers in my car go off. If I'm talking to Nick when I'm driving or if I'm playing his music or thinking about him, the wipers go off. And one day I got changed for a purchase I made for 41 cents. <laughs> and I got in the car. I said, I know that's you, Nikki. Thank you, honey. I love you. And I got in the car. And my wipers are going back and forth. On a sunny day, I'm driving down the street. Wipers again. Okay, Nick. I got it. Again. Okay, Nick. Okay. I'm thinking people are going to think I'm crazy. I got my wipers. So I pull into Kentucky Fried Chicken. I jump out of the car, I get a sandwich, I get back in, start the car, <laughs> again with the wipers. And I said out loud to myself in the car, nobody with me but me, I thought. And I said, boy, this kid won't get off my back today. And I turned back to back up, and when I looked out the rearview mirror, my wiper went <laughs> in the rear. <laughs> okay, well, we have, we have, on, on, that, on that cheerful note, we're going to stop for a break here. It's Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno, CBS New Sky Radio, newskyradio.com. We'll be right back to wrap it up with Dave Kane, author and broadcaster and father of Nikki O'Neill. Stay with Spiritually me. Raw, the ass-whipping truth, where skeptics meet spirits and consciousness connect. Meet the four distinctly different individuals, building a multimedia enterprise revolving around the spirit world. No topic is taboo. Tune in as they expose and explore controversial beliefs behind the truths, myths, theories, and religious dogmas surrounding the metaphysical world. They're smart, witty, intuitive, with a raw sense of humor that won't allow listeners to feel sorry for themselves. Special guests, Range from psychic mediums to Catholic priests and everyone in between. Be prepared for a cataclysmic collision of energies. Callers and opinions are welcome if you dare. SpirituallyRaw.com
machines Just like a maze Where all of the walls are Continually change And I've done all I can To stand on the steps With my heart in my hand Now I'm starting to see Maybe it's got nothing to do with me Fathers be good to your daughters Daughters will love like you do Girls become lovers Who turn into mothers So mothers be good to your daughters too That skin It's the same she's been Standing in Since the day She saw him Walking away Now she's left Cleaning up the mess he made So fathers Be good to your Daughters Daughters will love Like you do Girls Become lovers Turn into mothers So mothers be good To your daughters too Boys you can break You find out how much They can take Boys will be strong And boys don't you wrong But boys won't be calm Without one from A woman's Good Good heart Psychic Radio is now CBS Radio's The Sky. Back to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. Call now. 248-545-SOUL. New SkyRadio.com. Well, we are back with Dave Kane, and it's uh, the last section of our show here, and we wanted to just mention, I think, something that's very important, uh, that uh, Nikki's story is not in isolation. It does not stand in isolation. There are others who have been involved in this, uh, the, the translated children of other people. And, uh, Dave, you were, you were talking during the break and uh, for a number of years about those uh, who, who have contacted you saying that Nikki has brought their children back to them. Can you tell us? Oh, it's that. been unbelievable. I mean, it has just been unbelievable. That this, uh, this is. This, I'm going to try to tell this very succinctly. But when Joanne visited Maureen Hancock recently, Maureen said to Joanne, "There's a young man around Nikki who passed in a in an impact." And Joanne said, "That must be his friend Eric. He passed six months before Nikki did." She said, "No, no, I know Eric. This is another boy. His name is Ryan or Brian, and there's a butterfly story around him." Well, Joanne didn't know who this was, so when she came home, 
I said, how'd you make out? She started to tell me about this boy. I said, wait a minute. I brought it to my office, and there on my computer it was an email. Dear Mr. Kane, I just ordered your book. She said, I hope I get it. You see, my son Ryan died two and a half years ago in a car accident, and there's a beautiful butterfly story around them. <laughs> so, so, here, so when I heard this, I got a hold of the, I mean, here I'm getting the same message that Joanne was getting, you know, cities away. So I contacted the mother, and the mother told me about another medium whose name is Lisa Powers. She's in um, West Boylston, uh, Massachusetts. This Lisa Powers bought my, she, I, I contacted her, she had bought my book, didn't read it, and she was wakened two nights later at 4.41 in the morning by Nikki saying, when are you going to read my book? <laughs> <laughs> and he told her to give that book to Ryan's mother, and Ryan's mother contacted me. So this is, this is how it goes everywhere. I mean, I didn't know any of these people, and now, of course, I know them, and Lisa Powers is a great medium that people should check with it. She's terrific. And so we're being introduced to so many great people as a result of Nikki's work. And this just keeps getting better and better, it sounds. Oh, it goes on and on and on. I'll tell you a quick funny one, Paul. You'll love this. Um, ever since Nikki passed, we when we call and make a dinner reservation, we always use Nikki's name. Now, you can you can go to Chili's. You've been to Chili's. You can call ahead. They don't take reservations, but you can call ahead. I don't know what that means. <laughs> but so so one night I called. Three of us are going. My friend John Land, the author, was coming with us, and Joanne and I. And so I called Chili's, and I said, three people. And they said, what's the name? And without thinking, I said, Kane. And I hung up. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, no, I'm going to be such trouble. Because when Joanne finds out I didn't use Nikki's name, I'm going to be on the hook. So I said, well, when I get there, I'll just go ahead of Joanne and quietly whisper to the woman, three people, Nikki, right? But when we got to Chili's, there were a lot of people coming out, and it got confusing, and Joanne got ahead of me. And Joanne walked up and said, we called ahead three people, and the girl looked at the list and said, three people. Oh, yeah, here it is, Nikki, right? Wow. Now, 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 <laughs> now I was stunned. But I was also screwed because I, when we went to the when we went to the to the booth, of course, Joanne expected me and Nikki. I had to tell her what just happened. Oh my! Because she goodness. didn't realize it. Mm-hmm. So this is how this kid has always given me trouble. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Well, that, that reminds me of, of uh, you know we do hear from people who uh, whether <laughs> excuse me whether it's connected with Nikki or not, we do hear from people who have have heard from their children. And yes. the question is, uh, gee, how come I have, or, or, they, or, or you're like you're like the, uh, the the perfect example of someone who has, to say the least, and other people don't. And I said, well, well I think they do, though. Yeah, they I think do. they do too. But then again, there are times, not necessarily with children, but with your mother-in-law or something. There are times when you just have to say goodbye. I think it depends on the person, on the situation, uh, where they have been translated, or when they have been translated to. What, what, what their next task is. But I think generally, uh, when there was love there of, of, of the kind, especially the kind you have, uh, you're right. I think that people just don't see it or they're not open to it or they don't notice it. You know, it's funny. When, uh, I'm sorry. No, no, I was saying in, in the military intelligence training, what, one of the things you uh, used to learn was how to be invisible, so to speak. Just be yeah. where you're not expected to be. If people don't expect to see you, right. then they're less likely to see you simple as that well the biggest thing i think is, is is we are so in many cases 
We are so inundated with our grief, our disappointment, and what we believe to be our loss that that is blocking us from seeing. You know, when you see two women, and I use women, and forgive me, I don't mean to be sexist, but you see two women in a, in a supermarket, and they're talking to each other, two young women, and one of them has a child, and the child is pulling at her skirt saying, Mommy, 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 and the two women are talking, and they're totally ignoring the kid. Mommy, Mommy, Mommy. Exactly. Finally, what do you want? You know, I think that's what happens. I think we are so busy talking about our loss, so busy crying, so busy hurt, so busy in pain, so busy feeling that we've been betrayed by our, our deity, whatever it is that's killing us. And all the time, our kids are going, peekaboo, here we are. Yep. Hello. Dave, that's, yet, that's well put, yep. but we we got to wrap it up. Uh, all right. We're going to leave with, with that thought. and. Just tell us, uh, tell us the, where people can get the the newly published uh, version. Well, it, w- w- just just contact me directly, dkane forty one at cox dot net. It's d k a n e four one at cox c o x dot net. Excellent, very good, Dave. Thanks. Right, it's always it's always a great pleasure. Oh yes. All right. Do not fear to hope. Absolutely not. And give our love to Joanne. Yes. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay. Have a good one. Okay. There we are. All right, so um, all of our podcasts and all our shows at NewSkyRadio.com or at our show website, www.BehindTheParanormal.com. And many thanks to our producer, Will Kosnick, and we'll see you right here next Sunday, November 21st, at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 Pacific, on CBS New Sky Radio and NewSkyRadio.com, when we'll welcome British police official Gary Hesseltine for a surprising look at UFOs and the police. All right. In the meantime, check out our Monday night drive time show at 6 p.m. Eastern. No, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 Pacific on WON, 1240 AM in southeastern New England and onworldwide.com. Also, you can hear rebroadcasts of Behind the Paranormal at uh, on Saturdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 Pacific, right here on CBS New Sky Radio. Okay, we're going to... We'll- got a few minutes here, but we're going to leave you. I'll give you the quote now. I'm going to leave you with a thought from author and psychologist Rhoda Lacar. Husband, wife, and children form the world's greatest team. Whether that team wins or loses depends largely upon whether the husband and wife practice human love. Aww, and, you know, sweet. well, you know, I guess we make people think of the father-son thing, and people often ask me, what is the greatest thing a father can do for his children? And I say, that's an easy answer. The greatest thing a father can do for his children is to love their mother. Or listen. <laughs> Let's listen, absolutely. Well, I think the, the most important thing, too, is, is just, just the love, but listening. And uh, yeah, we've had whole, whole shows on that. Listen. So, so, listen to your children. Yeah, because bad things happen. Yeah, and uh, you might be surprised at their wisdom. Anyway, uh, we'll see you uh, next time on Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. And... Well, thanks for joining us on our cosmic journey, and we'll see you next time.